brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona. And I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am to have you with us today. Take a look at the blog. You know I say this every week, so I hope you just start out there. Take a look at the self-improvement blog. You're going to see a number of articles about passion there because that's our topic for the day. You'll see our guest picture. Read his bio. There's some videos in the right sidebar. So, you know, take a good look. It's always nice to know who the voice is, who the person is at the other end of the voice. So I encourage you to do that. If I ask you the question, what are you the most passionate about in your life? Would you have to pause and think about it a little minute? Before you could give me an answer, or just now, did you already have a mental list of things you love and that you love to do? Think about it. What are your passions? When you get up in the morning, are you excited to start your day because you just can't wait to do whatever that is that floats your boat? Uh, Do you wake up in the morning thinking, good God, it's morning Or do you think, good God, it's morning. Uh, Which is it for you? What gets your heart racing and your juices flowing? That's what we're going to talk about today. And we have Darren Adams with us to do that. Darren Adams was born in Provo, Utah. He graduated from Brigham Young University with a degree in broadcast communications. He worked as a feature reporter and weathercaster in markets across the country. He's a multiple award winner of both the Idaho State Journal Favorite Weathercaster Award and the Illinois State Broadcasters Association Best Weather Award. I don't know whether that's that he did the weather the best or he got them the best weather. Let's hope it's both. He was also honored with a regional Emmy nomination for Best Host while in Boston. He and his wife, Christy, are the parents of four children. He's a sought-after speaker and the author of the recently released book, Lights, Camera, Passion. Discover Passion. Discover Happiness, Discover Success. I loved the book, so take a look at it. It is such an honor and a pleasure to welcome Darren Adams to the Self-Improvement Show. Darren, welcome. 
Thank you so much. Well, after that introduction, I feel, I don't know, I'm going to have to, like, really live up to this now. There's, like, a lot of hype going into today, isn't there? Yes, there is, and I certainly <laughs> expect <laughs> that you would do that. I When I read all those credits, I thought, oh, my goodness, I, I don't have any of those kind of things, but... That's okay. We'll muddle through the best oh, we can. Oh, it's such a folder all. I don't even pay attention to that stuff anyway. But can I just say, because you said a little bit earlier, when people wake up and they have their question about what, what are they're passionate about, do you know, because I have asked thousands of people that exact same question, what they're passionate about. Do you know what the number one answer I get is when I ask that question? You're going to tell me. What is it? It's, I don't know. Most people, I think this is so tragic, most people don't even know what it is, what it is they're passionate about. I, when, I, when I've discovered that, I, I almost feel sorry for people who are just sort of muddling along in their life without, without really knowing what it is they're passionate about and knowing even why they should be passionate. It sort of, sort of, you know, brings a little tear to my eye. Not really, but sort of in a sort of hypothetical kind of way. Well, for one, it's not anything we were taught. But let's go back to the beginning because I want, I really want to talk about all this. But first, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Aside from all the hype, who is Darren Adams? Oh, my heavens. What kind of deep question is that? Irene, you're like, <laughs> wow. It's the first question I always ask, I guess. Why didn't you warn me? That's like, I feel like I'm going in for like, you know, sitting on a couch with a psychiatrist here or something. Oh, well, we can skip it if you want, but just no. tell us what, it, what are some of your passions? I love, I love helping people. I love speaking to people. I love teaching people. I actually did a little exercise a little while ago. When I started getting into passions and discovering what people's passions were and the benefits of passions, I thought, well, what, what's really is one of my, what's one of my, my biggest passion? I did a little exercise. In the book, there's what I call a little passion pyramid, and it helps people narrow down different interests and different likes they have to discover what is their number one passion, their top passion. And as I did that, I was actually a little surprised, as many people are when they do the exercise, I discovered that one of my top passions is is teaching people. I enjoy helping people and teaching people and communicating with people and helping them um, D- discover anything, not not just about passions, but whatever it might be. I enjoy doing that and interacting with people, and that's one of the things that you know, whether, whether it's in my family life with my kids. If I'm teaching my kids, I got I got four kids who keep me active and going, and I love them stuff. Whether it's doing stuff on TV and I'm teaching and communicating something that way, or whether I'm speaking to a group or an organization as a keynote speaker, um, I enjoy that personal connection and really helping people learn something and improve their lives. It's exciting when you see the lights go on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're helping somebody with something, and all of a sudden they get it, and I don't know of any feeling that's better. I totally relate to that because I love teaching. I am a little past the age of being able to do that. So I do that on this radio show, and you know, I guess that's my passion as well. I always like to start out by defining terms so we're all on the same page. And when you Google passion, basically what you get is, you know, all this sexy stuff, you know, pictures and <laughs> steamy stuff. Um, and I'll just say, you, I, I'm searching for that kind of passion, too. So, you know. Well, but, we all are searching uh, for that. That's not exactly what we're talking about today. Exactly. So, <laughs> tell us, when, when you wrote about passion in your book, how do you define it? You know, I like to think of a passion 
as as something that really in in your core, in your stomach, in your gut, it just gets you excited and it makes you feel alive. And and the thought of it gives you sort of tingly butterflies. And it's something that if you were to think to yourself, you know, would I get out of bed? three hours early on a Saturday to be able to go and engage and do whatever this thing is? Would I give up a Thursday evening to go teach a class to kids about whatever this topic might be? If, if I had the opportunity to do this, would I drive four hours out of my way to do it? It's the kind of thing where if you're engaged in it, you know, you, it's when you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, today's the day I get to do blank, 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 whatever it might be. And, and it just, it sort of occupies your thoughts. It makes you feel alive. It gives you tingles. It gives you butterflies in your stomach. It gets you excited. It just gives you some of that, that joy when you're engaged in it. And to me, that is really sort of what a passion is, something that really makes you feel alive and gets you excited. It makes you feel like you're living your life's purpose. Wow. I can tell that you are indeed Passionate about passion, <laughs> and you know, hearing the tone in your voice almost answers this next question. Uh, when we were talking about how a lot of people can't say what their passion is, why do people need to discover their passions? What difference does it make? And I heard the difference in your voice. Oh, you know, there are so many reasons, and I, one of one of the biggest reasons is is you become powerful when you have passions. If you are engaged in something that you are passionate about, you suddenly have this power and you have this this ability to be successful. People want to be around passionate people. They want to be around passion. There's something about passion that's contagious. If you think of somebody that you know who is truly passionate, who loves something, who has this energy about them, you like being around that person. And and if if they want to say, hey, I have this great idea let's go clean out the garage and if somehow they are passionate about it you're like yes i want to clean out the garage too even though you're really where's the broom i'm sleeping right now you know if if it's something where you're in in your own life if, if you just have to motivate yourself to be you know to, to do something if you're passionate about it that'll do something if you want to get somebody to buy into what it is that you're you know, wanting to clean the garage out or something, or even if it's just a product, maybe maybe you sell something out of your home, or maybe you're a salesperson, or maybe you're a business person. If you're honestly, truly passionate about that, people will buy it. So they'll buy it, they'll buy into it, people want to be around it, you're more successful and, and more powerful when you have some of that passion. I also think that so many people sell themselves short. Um, I, I, I think oftentimes when we become like parents or whatever, and we say, I don't have time for a passion. I don't have. To, I can't do that right now because I've got to take my kids to soccer, and I've got to run my kids to daycare, and I've got to go to a baseball game, and I got to do this and this. And, and my life revolves around being being a parent or something like that. And so we think we can't take a Saturday and go skiing, or we can't take a Friday evening and, and go with our friends to do whatever, because that takes away from us being a good parent or a good spouse or a husband or a wife or, or a friend or whatever like that. I think that people are better, husbands and wives and spouses and parents and friends, they are better when they are passionate because they're, they're a role model for being alive and having a passion in their life. So I think that people who have passions are actually better at their roles as opposed to, I think most people, it's counterintuitive, most people think they're taking away from their roles and they can't be better when I think they actually are better by being passionate about things. I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. It's interesting how few people we see on a day-to-day basis that have no passion for what they do. 
how do you discover what you're passionate about? I remember when I was a kid, I was passionate about all kinds of things. All, all this new stuff that I was learning and getting and doing, you know, I can remember how excited I would be, but... Now, what happens to that? How do we learn what our passions are as an adult? How do yeah. we teach kids to find their passion? You know, I was, speaking, I was speaking to a group once, and this woman raised her hand. I was talking about how you can have a more successful family life and, and how you have to encourage your kids to have passions, and you and as a parent have to have passions and, and encourage people to engage that. And this woman raised her hand, and she said, I, what do I do? I have a 24-year-old son who doesn't have a single passion in the world. He's not passionate about anything. And, like, like I, I really, my heart, like, sort of bled for this poor woman. I felt sorry for her. I could just picture her. She's got this, this 24-year-old who's probably sitting at home playing video games all day long and, and doesn't have any motivation and doesn't want to do anything. And, and her heart was sort of pleading, saying, help me, help me get, help me find something this guy can be passionate about. And even my, most of my kids are very passionate about things, but I have a daughter who I, I don't know if she's that passionate about stuff. And so there's, I mentioned a little, a little tool in the book, a little passion pyramid. If, if you get the book and you do the little exercise, that's great. If not, just have someone list like eight things that, they're, that they love, eight activities that they love, um, that they, they enjoy participating in. And then it's sort of like an NCAA March Madness bracket kind of thing. Number one goes against number two. If you like skiing and baking, which one do you really like more? Which gets you more excited? Which are you more passionate about? Mm, I like to bake over. and then go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Take some baked goods with you on the slopes or something. Um, anyway, you, you continue to whittle those down until you realize what it is the, the number one thing that, that you're passionate about. And I think part of it is just, when I do this exercise with people, oftentimes in groups, oftentimes the hardest thing is for them to come up with eight activities that they like. Because so many people are like, oh, I, you know, they, they have a boring life and they don't engage in anything that they're passionate about. So come up with eight activities that you like. And it might take some while. It might take a while. And then whittle those down, which is better, which one's better here, and, and advance them on until you come up with the one that you think is the absolute best one. And then when you look at that one, when you see it, when you think, oh, if I were doing that, how would that make me feel? Chances are it'll make you feel excited, and, and it'll give you some tingles, and the butterflies start flying, and you're like, i, I got to do that. And that's sort of a key that that indeed might be something that you're truly passionate about. And what do you do when people just sit there and they don't get any tinglys or butterflies or ideas because their life has been, and nobody's ever encouraged them to have anything of interest and their job is something they have to do to survive. Where do you, where do you go with that? Yeah, you, ha- you, you somehow get them to commit to, to do something, to do something that is more exciting than what their life is right now. Because clearly their life doesn't have anything that they're passionate about. So you get them to, to you know, list any possibilities. And it doesn't even matter if it's their top passion, but you get them to engage in something, whether it's going shopping, reading a book, going on a trip, uh, you know, going to dinner. I, I don't know, whatever it might be, renting a, a, a French film or something. Whatever things they think, oh, that might be sort of fun. Get them to do that, and then and get them to then report and say, yeah, I actually felt better. I felt more alive. I felt more excited when I was doing that than when I wasn't doing that. <clears throat> and then that just gets the ball rolling, and then you think, okay, well, if you felt better when you're doing that, let's, let's look at some other options. What are some other things that possibly could, could get you a little more excited and, and, and 
you know, get the juices flowing a little bit more. And once you can get them to crack open that door and get them to acknowledge, yes, I am leading a passion-empty life, I'm leading a passionless life, and I want to have more passion in my life, once they can acknowledge that, and once they can acknowledge at least a couple activities that give them more passion, then I think that they're on that path to explore and find something that they're truly more passionate about. Ah, it's time for us to take a break. I want the listeners to think about their passions. Maybe start this bracket of passion. Uh, This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Darren Adams, saying stay tuned. We'll be back with more passion. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you find wisdom in the little conversations of every moment in a show? One that brings you golden nuggets that you can apply towards your burning desires, life, and success. Tune in to Little Conversations Today with host Dan Deegan. Our program will provide amazing breakthroughs in your life and help bring you closer to your dreams. Set your internal conversation GPS and tune in to Little Conversations Today, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're changing lives through the power of Little Conversations. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Darren Adams. We're talking about passion and how to find passion in your life. I'd like to just backtrack a little bit, Darren, and talk about your career in TV and how that brought you to the place you are now that you have such a passion to teach people about their passions. Did, Did all of this contribute to where you are now? Yeah, 
sort of. Um, I, I remember I was at a meeting once, and and there were some people there who were other other fellow speakers, and um, and, and and were keynote speakers, and, and traveled the country and whatnot. And and this one guy said that he just he gathered some of his stories, and he challenged people to gather stories. Okay, I'm going to write down. I'm going to write down an, uh, as many different stories as I can think of, and I'm going to give myself a week, and I want to come up with a hundred different stories of of things that have happened in my life. And some of them were big stories, some of them were really small stories, but something like where I'd say to the kids, oh, kids, do you remember the story that I told you about? And then if, if I could follow up with something, then that would be a story. So I wrote down all these stories, and then when I gathered them all together, all 100 of these, I tried to see what they sort of had in common. And some of the most important stories to me, the ones that were the most impactful to me, sort of resonated around the importance of having passion and being passionate about things in life, and, and people that were successful, that were passionate, and people that were, were passionate and that were happy. And as I realized, I thought, well, that's sort of my message. That's what I need to get out of people. Those are the things that are in my life that have got me to this point to help me realize that that's important to me, and that's the message that I can share with other people. So, so as I travel and speak to groups and help organizations and whatnot, that's the message that I try to get out. And it sort of has happened over the course of, of my career. I remember the very first... The very first time I even, because you mentioned I, I sort of have done some TV. I've been in TV for like 30 years. The very first time I ever was in TV, I had no intentions of being in TV. And I was in college, and some kids said, hey, we're going to help out on the volunteer program. You want to come down and help on this newscast? I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But I went down, and I looked, and it was it was like this big studio, and, and, the, and the lights were there, and people walking around, and it was this exciting thing. I thought, this sort of looks cool. I could, I sort of, I still felt a little, little tiny little bit of a passion. I go, this could be exciting. And so I signed up to volunteer, and the next day, they put me on this job of film chain. Irene, you sort of know this story because it's in the book, but nobody right. knows the story. So um, this this job is film chain, and it's actually taking these. It's an old old technology that was around like in the seventies, and you, you put the slides in that appear behind the anchor's head, and they give that job to to beginners because you cannot mess up film chain. It is like completely idiot proof. Well, it was except <laughs> for me. Yeah. So so I started, and then the show started. And the first picture came up, and they said, you know, advanced film chain. And I pushed my little button, and the picture was there. And I was all excited because it was me. I was making that picture be there, and I, was, I, felt, this, I felt this passion. I felt this, like the butterflies felt the excitement and the surge of adrenaline. Like, oh, this is so cool. And it was going on until they said advanced film chain, and, the, and I pushed the button, and it was the first lady at the time. I don't remember. It was maybe Nancy Reagan or something. And the picture, I had put the picture in upside down. And they were like, everybody's screaming over the headsets. I'm like, I can fix this. I can fix this. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm in some other small room far away from everybody else. And so I reach in with my fingers to grab the slide and flip it around. I didn't realize that the slide actually was really being projected, and it was like a real <laughs> picture, a live picture. So my fingers now are grabbing. So in the meantime, this anchor sitting there on the set with upside-down Nancy Reagan hanging next to him like a bat or something, whispering in his ear. And now all of a sudden you see these giant fingers coming in and grabbing at it and pulling it out and, and twisting around and sticking it. It looked like King Kong was like was like harassing Nancy Reagan. It was just it was the worst. Everyone was screaming and yelling. The, the show went downhill from there i had mixed slides up it was just horrendous and after the newscast is over everybody gets together for a little uh, a little post-mortem show what went right what went wrong everybody knew what went wrong it was the idiot who was running film chain it was me i should have been like hiding i should have not shown up for the meeting i should have been in a closet somewhere i didn't care because it was the most wonderful day of my life who cares that those fingers were on tv because those were my fingers i was so excited it was just it was so glorious 
And they tried to shuffle me from job to job, and I sort of botched them all equally. But it was this passion that was born in me that, that I discovered. I loved TV. I loved the excitement of it. I loved communicating with people. I, I loved helping people with their lives. And, and that's how I sort of discovered early on that, that you've got to follow your passions. Even though you might be horrible at them, you'll eventually get better. And if you stick with your passions long enough, you'll get better. You might not be a pro at some point, but, but at least you'll get better. And that was sort of my first glimpse into the power of passions. Is that when you decided that you'd have your major be broadcast communications, or, or had you already decided that? I had not decided that. I, I thought I was going to do some kind of communications thing. I thought I'd go into PR or marketing or something like that. But it was at that moment I thought, I love this. This is exciting. This is, this is where I feel alive in this TV studio. I've got to be somehow associated with this. Good thing they don't have the technology of film chain anymore because I can't botch that up anymore. But that was, <laughs> I think, the moment when I, because my, my major at that point was not that at all. But before the semester was over, after doing some, some stuff on the TV programs, I thought, this is what I want to do. This is, this is the direction I'm heading. And that sounds like passion to me. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You, you talk in your book about how important it is not to confuse a skill set with a passion. You know, I, I, and you can look at that both ways. If you have the skill set, does that necessarily mean the passion's there somewhere even though you don't feel it? Or just because you have a, the passion uh, and not the skill set? I mean, I think of my own self. I love music. I have not an ounce of talent. I'm an absolute wonderful <laughs> person in the audience. So if I decided I wanted a musical career, I couldn't play an instrument and I couldn't sing. Um, it wouldn't be a thing for me. You know, how do you get people to, to, to know whether they're, you know, what they're dealing with here? Skill set, passion, both. Does it take both? No, it, it does. You, you have to have both in this life, but they are not both the same. Um, my, my skill, my passion initially was TV, but after like, 20, 25, 30 years of doing TV, I, I don't think I had quite the same passion for some of the same things that I had early on. My skill set is there. I could go tomorrow and, and you could plunk me down in a TV studio and I could do whatever needs to be done because I have a skill set in that. But I don't have quite the same passion that I used to have. And, and a lot of people that's happened to them in their life. And maybe they got into a certain career and, and they have a skill set there and, and, and they do it really well and they can't leave it um, because it provides their income. But that doesn't mean that you, that you just say, oh, well, I can't be passionate. I've lost my passion. You've, I tell people you've got to have something that you're passionate about. And if it is no longer your occupation or what occupies the majority of your time, and, and maybe that's just turned into a skill set or, or, or something that you do, you still have to find something else that you have passion about. I, I tell people that at least once a week they need to engage in something that they are passionate about. And, and maybe it's like you. May, they don't have to be good at it because they don't have to have a skill set. Maybe they're not good at singing or music or playing the music or listening to music, but at least once a week they should have something to look forward to where they're engaged in that passion. Maybe they, maybe they really love French cooking, but they're horrible at French cooking. Well, who cares? Once a week, go find a recipe and 
make beignets or cocavelle or, or, or whatever kind of thing. Make something, do something so that you're engaged in your passion. Because your other stuff, your, your skill set, your job, or whatever it is that occupies you the majority of your time isn't giving you that feeling alive passion. So you need to find something else that will. And it doesn't have to be you're, you're good at it. You're doing it just because it will make you feel alive and you're the one who benefits from having that little passion about that. Ah, nice. I would go to Shea Louise <laughs> and order something <laughs> wonderful. What's, what's the thing that usually gets in the way of people pursuing their passion? Oh, there, there are so many, but I think it is just life in general and people forgetting about things that they're passionate about. It's people who say, I can't do that because... I, I'm a mom, or I work twenty. I work, you know, ten hours a day, or or I or do this. Or I I don't have time to indulge myself. They think it's selfish. They think it's selfish to somehow do something like that. I mean, I like, you know, if I were to go to Chez Louis or whoever, whatever that place is, and, and order creme brulee, that's sort of selfish for me. You know, I'm thinking, how can I be so indulgent? I, I have people who are relying on me, who who need me to be sensible and practical, and so I can't. I can't be passionate. And so we think that sensible and practical are the, are the enemies of the passionate. When I think that being passionate is really one of the most practical, sensible things you can do, you owe it to yourself to, to be a better person. There was a, a, a story I have in the book, one of the, one of the first stories. That this, this woman, there were two women we had on, on TV at the same time. I was doing a lifestyle-type show. And this one woman wanted to come on, and she wanted to talk about um, baby showers. And baby showers, were, it was exactly what our viewers wanted. That's the content that our viewers loved. It was, you know, our, our viewers were primarily women who were home in the middle of the day, and, and they loved going to baby showers. And, and so that was what they wanted. And this other woman wanted to talk about turtlenecks. And we're like, that is the worst thing in the world. Nobody wants to buy turtlenecks. It wasn't even the time of year you had to buy turtlenecks. And so we knew that the one segment was going to be fantastic about baby showers, and we knew the other segment was going to be horrible, and that was going to be about turtlenecks. But as the show progressed, the woman who had the baby showers, she froze up. She forgot what she was doing. She didn't convey the information across. And, and it, it, was, it was totally lacking in passion. And because of that, the whole segment was a flop. Nobody was interested in her information. Nobody was interested in her content. And then the lady came on with the turtlenecks, and she was the most passionate person you could possibly imagine. She had a feel in a fabric. She showed us all different ways to wear the turtleneck. And, and then it was like a phenomenal sale turtlenecks they were at old navy they were sold out of turtlenecks up and down like a hundred miles of diameter from here that nobody could buy turtlenecks because they were completely sold out within an hour and that sort of just comes down to this the reason why we have passions you can motivate people you can get people to do things you can get people to to jump on board and say yes I want to be part of that, and and that's just one of the things I discovered. One of the lessons I learned from a, from the TV studio is just the importance of that passion and and pursuing it and being a better person for it. And at this point, we're going to pursue our passion to go to break. This is Irene Collin with my guest Darren Adams saying, "Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with even more passion." We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? 
Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're talking to Darren Adams about passion today. And two questions come to my mind, and, and maybe the answer is the same for both of them. The first one is, how can we help children discover their passion before they get out of school and have to declare a major? Do they even know by then? You know, they see some teachers with passion, and they see some teachers who wouldn't know passion if it hit them. Um, so th- they at least hopefully have had a teacher who taught with passion. But can those teachers instill passion in them? How do kids learn passion? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest problems we have is is kids nowadays who think it's cool to not have passion. They, they think it's what's cool and, and will fit in is to sit on the back row and to not raise their hand and to not participate. Because that's sort of, that's sort of what, you know, society says. Don't, don't risk anything. Don't put your neck out there. Don't, you know, don't extend yourself somehow or other because you might embarrass yourself or something like that. So it's much better just to play it cool and be quiet and not participate and not, not act like you have any passions at all. And I, I think that's a problem that you have. I don't know if teachers are where that's going to happen because teachers have so much other stuff, and I don't know if that many teachers are listening. I think it comes down a little bit more also to parents. I think that parents have that role to, to help and guide their kids and to plant those seeds in their kids of saying, hey, what do you really, 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 really like? What's, what's your favorite subject? I mean, there's a start right there. What's your favorite subject of all your things you do? Um, and, and then they can also even say, which of your teachers is your favorite teacher? And then chances are it's going to be a teacher who's passionate about doing something. It's
it's not going to be the teacher who's totally bored and hating everything. And that's your lesson, the chance for the parents to teach the lesson and say, that's because they're passionate. You like them because they have a, they have a passion and they're passionate about that and they're extending that passion to you. And I think that's a lesson for kids to say, oh, I want to be like that person. I want to be happy like that person. I want to be energetic like that person. And so I need to find what I'm passionate about. And maybe, maybe they're speaking to me because I'm passionate about that same topic. But I think that parents, can do that, and teachers can do that as well in helping kids, first of all, give themselves permission to be passionate and then encourage them, once they've started doing that, encouraging them in, in the passions so that they get some confidence and, and feel more comfortable engaging in their passions. Now, I, I really don't know how you teach passion. It seems to me that it's more caught than taught. But, it, you know, and, and then, you know, I, I see... Parents who aren't passionate about anything, and I'm wondering how they can encourage their children to discover some passion. It's kind of it's just an interesting uh, um, dynamic. Yeah, and I I do think you're right there. That it's almost like you have to have passion to be able to teach passion. Because someone who doesn't have is not passionate about anything. That you're not going to believe them, and they're not going to be passionate enough to motivate you to try to find your passion. So I think that the best teachers about passion are those who are passionate themselves. You know, everybody should, whether they belong to one or not, everybody should go to at least one MLM convention. Yes. <laughs> because they are so hyped up and they are so passionate to get everybody else passionate to get them all selling and doing <laughs> doing the business that that you at least see passion in action. Yeah. yeah. In fact, that, of, of all the people that I speak to, I, I frequently get calls from groups that are in multi-level marketing and these direct sales people because that's part of what their challenge is. Is they say we want to help our people become passionate about the product and about the service. That we don't want them to die out and, and get tired of it. And and I love speaking to those kinds of groups because there is that there there's this passion just waiting to be tapped. Um, and and if, and if you can get in and talk to groups like that, it's just like it's like a tinder box just waiting to throw in a match and they'll. You just go up in flames and all catch on fire there. <laughs> the energy is just, just amazing. The other group that I think needs a little look at in terms of passion is the senior. You know, he, he's or she has finished her career. They've retired probably. You know, what do they do now? You know, they're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm really old. Well, how, do, how do I get started in something now? Am I going to be able to finish it? And it's sort of like, what do I do now? How do you get them into something? You know, you, we can't it, all have a radio show, but maybe actually, there'd be too much competition for you, Irene. You just, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you are a perfect example of someone who is who is pursuing their passion and in their in their senior years, even though they're retired, that they still have something that they love and that gets them excited and gets them up and going every day. And I think that I think even seniors need to acknowledge I need to do something. Now that does not mean sitting and and playing bridge all day. That doesn't mean, you know, knitting. Now, if bridge or knitting is truly, truly what gets you excited, then okay, then play bridge and knit to your heart's content and be happy doing that. But chances are it is something else that you've had somewhere along your life that you thought, oh, I love that. But now that people are older, they think, I can't do it anymore. I'm, I, I, maybe physically I'm not able to do it, or I just don't want to do it. I'm too old. I don't want to give myself permission. There is so much, of, literally, of giving yourself permission to engage in your passion that, that sort of is 
the obstacle here. If people just say, okay, I love... I love square dancing. I might not be any good. I might not be able to move like I used to, but I'm going to be involved in square dancing. Maybe it's, maybe it's actually square dancing. Maybe it's watching square dancing. Maybe it's going and seeing the people square dancing. Maybe it's watching it on TV. I don't know. But you have to somehow be involved in it so it makes you feel alive. And then even though you're senior, even though you're retired, even though you're getting older, you will feel younger when you are engaged in that activity and, and, and just feel, feel more alive doing it. So give yourself permission Maybe go back in, your, in, the, in the history of your mind, find something that you really, really loved to do or still love to do, and do it and feel younger for it. Yeah, and most of them have so many things that they always wanted to do. Yeah. And now that they're retired, they think, oh, no, it's too late now. You know, no, get up and go do something. You know, go volunteer at the hospital at the information desk or, you know, go teach a kid to read who's having trouble. I just heard a report yesterday about how kids can't read. Yeah, we were saying like the skill set passion thing. Don't tell yourself, oh, I've always wanted to paint, but I'm a horrible painter. I never learned. It doesn't matter. Pick up a brush and just paint, and you will feel better. No one's buying your painting. Who cares if it's not hanging in a gallery? You're doing it for you. You're the one who feels better and has the better psychological and physical and all those benefits that come along with that. You know, I think about businesses, too. You know, we, we... we, you know, individuals, yeah, if you can get a one-on-one, you can usually get a little passion going. But how do you get a passion going, get passion going in a business? You know, everybody's sitting in their cube and, you know, it's quiet and what's going on, who knows. How do you get them passionate about what they're doing? You know, I think that there are a couple different things. One is part of the passion comes from outside the workplace, and part of the passion comes from inside the workplace. First of all, do the inside. I think that when those people started at that business, there was something that got them so excited. You remember the first day, the first week you started working there, and people would say, how's your job? And you'd say, I love it because I get to... Whatever it is, you know, we, maybe it's even something like we get free lunch or we get, we get a ping pong table that we get to play or, or I love filling out these reports or I love talking to new clients or I love interacting with my coworkers. And somewhere over the course of time, that's become humdrum and, and ho-hum. I, I think if you just remind yourself, just do a little exercise and ask yourself, what was it that I absolutely loved about my job during that first day, first week, first month that I started that job? What was it that I was so excited about and going to work and I can hardly wait because I had the best job in the world? What was that? And chances are it's still there, but you've just forgotten about it, and you, you ignore it, and you focus on the negatives. So instead of focusing on the negatives, focus on the things that once were your passions at that job. There's another thing, and the passion comes from outside the workplace. I was just reading a study this week that showed that people who are engaged in, in passionate activities, especially creative passionate activities, um, maybe it's you know painting or writing or, or doing something like that, where they're somehow being able to be a little bit creative, they are far better at work. And it might just be because they have a chance to to re-energize. They go home from work and they make that French brulee, creme brulee, or they go for a hike, or they, they read a book they've been wanting to read, or they learn a new language. They do something that gets their, their synapses and their brain working a little different, and they feel better about going to work, and they bring that energy and that passion with them to work. So the one is finding something that you're passionate about outside of work and bringing that with you to work just by engaging it, just by doing something with it. And the other is finding the things that you once at one time that you were passionate about at work, remembering what those were, and focusing on that instead of the negatives. And I think both of those things working together in tandem 
help energize and passionize a workplace. Is that a word, passionize? I don't know, but it should be. If it isn't, yeah. we, we'll, we will make one, make it so. I don't passionize is now a word. So, okay, passionize. <laughs> we declare it so. Yeah. <laughs> let's say I, I'm a, I'm, I just bought a company. I'm a new employer, and it seems to me that people are sort of stuck in a rut. How can I energize them, or how can I get them a little more passionate about what they do, just in general? doesn't matter what kind of widget we make or what kind of business we do. How can we get a sense of really wanting to be there as a boss? How can I help them do that? You know, there's, there's, some, there's some goodness that comes from, um, from like-minded passions. When you feel like you are associating with people who share some of your passions, that, that is, that, that, that's a great thing. There's a, there's a company, a friend of mine started a company called Motivosity, and part of what that does is it, it lets people discover what they're passionate about and tells them what other people in the company are passionate about as well. Like you might love running triathlons, and, but because you don't know anybody else in the company who runs triathlons, you sit there quietly in your cubicle and you don't interact and, and you don't bring that energy and passion to work. But by discovering what other people love, and, and all of a sudden you say, oh, wait a minute, Sally loves triathlons too. I didn't realize that. And Bob over in accounting, he loves triathlons. And so now you have this reason to come to work and you're excited. And you say, hey, Bob, did you hear they got a new triathlon going? And, and Sally, are you, are you already registered for it? And then you bring this little bit of energy that, that comes through your passions by discovering things that other people come at work. So if I were an employer, I would make sure that that conversation was there, that people felt safe to discuss what they were passionate about. Because if, as you share your passions with other people and discover other like-minded passions and passionate people, you, you elevate the whole passion level of the whole company. Everybody's excited. Everybody's feeling better about coming to work because they know they're, they're, it's all, all sort of become a place of passion for them because they can talk to other people and share their passions with other people. What a great idea. It's time for us to take another break. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Darren Adams, saying stay tuned. We'll be back soon. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Darren Adams. We've been talking about passion, and I have an idea you'd like to know a little more about his book, how to find it, and how to find him on the Internet. Darren, tell us a little bit about your book, how they can get it, and how they can find you. The name of the book is called Lights, Camera, Passion. Drawing a lot on stories, my 30 years of TV experience, and I learned a lot from interviewing people and personal experiences in the TV industry. And um, but, but there's a lot of... You know, someone asked me the other day who are the most famous people I've interviewed. There, there really aren't that many stories of famous people in there. There's stories of everyday people who... Yeah, me and passion. you. They're me yeah. and you, yeah. Like, we, we can relate to these people. It's not, I mean, I even remember, like, there's a little story about Joe Montana, and I once I was telling somebody that, and they said, is that Hannah Montana's dad? No, no, Joe Montana was a quarterback, <laughs> never mind. Oh, these young kids nowadays, I tell you. Um, but, but the story, I think, I, the book, I hope, is inspiring and engaging and entertaining, and I hope people discover the motivation to, to become more passionate in their life from the book. You can find the book on Amazon.com. It's, it's easily ordered over there. It's, it's ordered as a, as a real book that you can hold in your hands, and you can also get an e-book if you want to read it on your, your Kindle or your Nook or whatever you're reading on that way. So try to make it easy for people to take their portable passionators with them wherever they want. So you can find that. You can also find me on my website. My website's DarrenSpeaks.com, D-A-R-I-N, DarrenSpeaks.com. Dot com. You can email me through there. You can get a hold of me. You can even buy the book there. I think it's a little more expensive through the website. And, and I, I mentioned earlier, I love speaking to people. I love teaching and I love facilitating. If somebody has a group or an organization, an association, a convention or whatever, and they're looking for a keynote speaker and thinks that I might be a good fit, whether you're a, 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 an MLM, direct sales, multi-level marketing, an association, a corporation, a convention, whatever, I would love to come help and inspire and uplift people as well. You can get, get a hold of me through my, uh, through my website, Darren Speaks. Um, dot com is, is how you can email me through that. So I look forward to hearing from people and contacting, talk, t- getting in touch with people that way. Let, let me just say this about your book. I loved this book. You can, you know, if you just use it even as a daily inspiration kind of book, when you read one story, you can put it down and you're ready to go for the day because it makes you feel really ready to go it's a you know i called it a warm fuzzy book because you you feel good after you read it and it it stirs up your own passions to to go do the thing that you enjoy you really want to uh, it, it's it's an easy read but there's a lot to it 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 appeals to your heart as well as to your mind and you know it brings me to, to something that you said in your book. You say this, pursuing your passion is the magical fountain of youth. And another quote you have is about how it feeds your soul. Um, so I'm assuming there are health benefits to passion. There are. 
and, and I don't think that people acknowledge those at all. There are physical benefits. There are physical changes that happen in your body when you are engaged in passion. Clearly, you know, in your mind, if you're doing something you really love, if you're, you're baking, you're painting, you're gardening, you're doing whatever, playing with your kids, your grandkids are traveling, clearly in your mind you're happier. But there are physical benefits. You become literally healthier for doing it. If, if you're a senior and you're getting older, well, just try engaging in passion, and you'll discover that's sort of the fountain of youth, that engaging in those passions literally makes you feel better. There was a Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, some, some philosopher or whatever like that, who's been doing a lot of studies on positive psychology and finds that there are changes in your body. Um, I think even um, uh, like, like Michelangelo, when he was painting the Sistine Chapel, he was in this thing they called the flow, which is a physical change that happens to your body when you're engaged in something that you're passionate about. You become, you, you, you don't even pay attention to the time or the day or whatever your bodily needs are. You don't have to eat or anything like that. You just become so engrossed. Now, I don't think that's going to happen to someone if they're, you know, just painting or gardening or doing French cooking or whatever, but you do have physical benefits. You become healthier for it. It, it gives you the autoimmune system, whatever things, to fight off diseases. Um, you literally become healthier for engaging in passions, and studies point to that. So it's not just a mental thing, but you physically become different by, by doing those as well. It's better than a vitamin pill, I think. Oh, I totally agree with you. And, and all kinds of studies show that all these wonderful effects are the result of passion, which really, you know, leads you to just happiness, joy. You know, when you're engaged in a passion, that's when you're going to experience the most joy, it seems to me. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my take on it, it seems to me. Um, what do you tell people who are already overwhelmed with jobs and problems and challenges and too much going on? You know, they think they can't possibly have another thing, even though it's something they'd be passionate about. Yeah. Guess what? You do have time. You don't have to have a lot of time. You don't have to have, you don't have, I'm not talking about spending a whole day. I'm not talking about quitting your job. I'm talking about time, finding one tiny increment of time. And I don't care if it's 10 minutes. If that's all you can start with is 10 minutes once a week, then do it. And tell yourself that at 1 o'clock on Saturday, you're going to do something that you're passionate about. And, and if you don't, I say I don't have time, you have time. You can spend 10 minutes doing something and see how you feel after that 10 minutes. And then maybe the next week, stretch it a little farther. If not, just keep doing 10 minutes every Saturday at 1 o'clock or whatever. But everybody has 10 minutes. You can find some tiny bit amount of time. And in and, and my mind... You can't afford not to. All the other things I know, I'm busy. Everybody's busy. Everyone's overwhelmed, and we all have things that occupy our time. But you have got to somehow try to find some, even if it's just 10 minutes, maybe it needs to be an hour because your passion involves a little more time than that. Find some amount of time. Mark it on the calendar. Look forward to it all week and promise yourself you're going to do it. And as you think about getting ready to that, and as you think about I'm doing that at Saturday, just the mere thought gets you a little excited gets the butterflies going, gets the creative juices flowing, gets, gets that physical, literal change in your body, and then you'll be ready to do it. Come, come that Saturday at 1 o'clock or whenever that time increment is, and find the time and just do it. Ah, and Darren, that brings us right up to the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Do not think you are selfish by engaging in passions. You owe it to yourself. You will be happier you will be healthier, you will be more successful, you will be more powerful. All good things 
But in addition to that, you will be a better person. You will be a better mother. You will be a better father. You'll be a better spouse. You'll be a better grandparent. You'll be a better child. You'll be a better brother or sister or friend or neighbor or whatever it is. You owe it to yourself, and you owe it to the people around you. Discover your passion and discover happiness and success at the same time. I promise it will happen. Just try to live a passionate life, at least in some increment or two. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, wow. Next week, we're going to talk to Warren and Betsy Talbot. You know, the question is, where in the world are Warren and Betsy Talbot? They've been traveling the world for several years now. Um, they Now and then, they stop by here to share their adventures, and next week is the week. So you don't want to miss hearing what on earth they've been up to. Darren, thank you so much for being with us today. You brought so much to us uh, that we can think about and incorporate into our lives. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. I look forward to hearing from people. And uh, even if they just get the book and tell me what their passions are and discover and tell me their story, I look forward to hearing those stories as well. Fantastic. Get the book. Get the book. (laughs) Go to the website. You can see more about it there. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Darren Adams saying thank you for being with us today and I invite you to come come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.